today we're talking about managing your mind. We looked at the mind last time, and uh, that's quite the challenge for us. In fact, as I've often said, we are what we think. <laughs> and so the thought process uh, can be brought under control by the Spirit of God. So let's uh, pray here that God will enable us here. Lord, would you guide and direct in what we do here today? Would you um, control our minds, help us to be able to focus? And Lord, we need your illumination. Help us to understand that. And Lord, would you just bless these simple principles today in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, one of the key things to keeping a forward move in your life is to develop your mental uh, capacity and to use it properly. A lot of studies are being uh, done that show that there is a lot of inactivity of the mind or a lot of anxiety of the mind, uncontrolled pressures, and when the mind isn't being developed, you really are heading down the road uh, to some limitations that you don't want when you get older. And uh, so you, you can continue to develop your mind. Did you know that? doesn't matter what age you are, your brain will still develop. And even though we're not like in the early part of our lives, uh, it, it's amazing what can be done. You can retrain your mind and above, above all, by the Spirit of God, you can transform your mind. And so we need to keep that in mind. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really doing all kinds of things this morning. You have these words, you know, that start popping up. But anyway, uh, we are looking at, as our theme verse, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And uh, so we're looking at it from the standpoint of managing a home. Did you know managing a home is a big deal? Uh, some of you, it's a big, 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 big deal at the moment. And, uh, and uh, our author looked up what a homemaker means and uh, it simply means a person who manages a home. We could have all def defined that. Nothing really uh, amazing about that, but um, uh, most ladies oversee the place where you live. Many of you have to oversee your finances because of the situation you may be in. Those of you with children overseeing their education and then overseeing the health of your family, that's always what a woman does. Man men are horrible in that regard, overseeing your, your calendar. Uh, over, you are the official chauffeur uh, of uh, your family and uh, just many things. And so it is very consuming. And anytime you are very focused, which you should be in, uh, in whatever stage of life, we have a tendency to let other things go. It is right to have the character to do what is at hand and do it well. But on the other hand, we have to realize that one of the keys to priority time management is the management of ourselves. And I appreciate how ladies have a sacrificial spirit in giving of themselves to their home, to those under their care, to people that are under their ministry, and that's just such a God-given gift. But in the midst of that sometimes, um, it almost feels like selfishness to take the time to keep you developing. But remember, if you're a mother with children in the home, 
how you're how you are developing in your mind becomes what your children know and what they have. Uh, it's uh, important to realize that uh, the people that are impacted by your life throughout a lifetime are enriched when you are enriched, and you have more and more things to say, to teach, to to uh, talk about. And, and so it is important. The worst thing you can do is just um, either be so focused you're surviving, and sometimes that's just about what you have to do, I understand, and, uh, and just uh, sit and be, uh, be entertained or be consumed by technology. Worst thing in the world. You say, well, that's developing my mind. Not necessarily it's developing your mind. Studies are really contradictory on that and there has to be action reading and so forth. All right, just give that as a background, but um, uh, so how do you manage everything? Just all of these different responsibilities, how do you manage those and keep progressing yourself? And this is just, these are just a few ideas that are given here. Starts again, and I appreciate how she starts every time with one of these lists. It's time with the Lord in the Word of God. And that is so crucial. And I said at the beginning, it's not just human development of our mind, it is spiritual renewing and transforming of our mind. I've given this as an illustration a while back, but I have seen that with my own son, uh, Wayne, who had the brain tumor and uh, who had radiation, which has been the thing that has been the more limiting aspect for him. By the way, he just complete, completed a semester of linguistics, so uh, I was very proud of him, and he did well. So uh, that was good. We continue to want to see him develop in his mind, and I appreciate their encouragement to have him do that. He's got a gift in that area. But um, anyway, but the thing I noticed, especially when he was going through college, was when he was spiritually there, boy, he had no trouble learning. When he was sort of struggling with something or somebody or whatever, man, it, his weaknesses just came through screaming at that time. So there is that uh, supernatural divine enabling. And by the way, mothers with children in your home, you will find the education of your children and the development of your children um, are, are greatly enhanced by their love for the Lord and their dependence upon the Lord. So um, a very important and so often we talk about it, but it is so true. You're, if you're too busy to take time with the Lord, you're too busy. In other words, you're not prioritizing the things that are most important in your life. And you have to stop and just get a hold of yourself and say, if I don't have the Lord, I don't need to do anything because all I'm going to do is sow corruption. When you sow to the flesh, you sow, you sow corruption. But when you sow to the spirit, you reap things that are uh, eternal. And so I, I can't encourage you enough to settle your soul, make time, especially if you can in the morning, and it's got to be an extended time. We talk about an hour, the hour isn't the magic amount, but I, the reason that is so good to talk about is that is, that's a sacrificial, uh, in other words, I'm going to take an extended time, I'm really going to be serious about this matter of meeting with God. And I honestly, there's a number of things we could see, the impurity of the... Uh, church today across America is one of the big problems, but one of the, uh, another big problem is we just neglect our time with God. 
And without that, you cannot see God work. You cannot grow. And, uh, and you will find God giving you wisdom, direction, even during the prayer time in regard to how you can move forward in your life. And then the next step is memorizing the Word of God. And that is such a powerful tool. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Now, over the last number of years, I have found a, just a secret to help me with memorizing, and that is there are a lot of verses that you want to have in your prayer time. As you go through the different phases of an hour with God, their scripture plays a big part in that. And so as you look at the scriptures, for instance, on the attributes of God, you look at the uh, scriptures on meditating with the Lord, waiting upon him, confession of sin, promises, of course, all of those, um, spiritual warfare, you go right on down the line. Well, you're talking a lot of scripture. And that's a great place to start. Memorize those so that you can be praying other places if you need to but it, it's something that you will repeat and repeat and repeat. It will not just be sort of memorized, it will be a tool for you. And I don't know how many verses, if you will take that, especially if you have the Christ Walk Journal, if you just look, you've got oodles of verses there. Start a plan to memorize those and include those into your prayer time and you've got a memorization program that you've got re automatic review. So I just want to encourage you, if you're sort of on standstill on memorization, some of you may have a really good memorization program, and that's wonderful. I think topical programs are great. I also like going through a book and memorizing. That's somewhat, sometimes that's the hardest, because you've got to stay at it and review and really get the meaning of it. But if you really need to get going on memorization, why don't you start putting that into your prayer time and uh, make, that, make the verses come alive? And uh, they'll be wonderful tools for you. But memorizing the Word of God does, uh, it's an amazing thing how that enhances your mind. Um, it will strengthen you in every area. Then, you've got to have a desire to be developing mentally. When you've heard me talk about pri uh, priority time management, uh, I start with what we call they call in business management sharpening the saw and you think as a believer this is really selfish to focus on myself as I mentioned uh, last uh, about a few uh, minutes ago but in the area spiritually you've got to take time you've got to take time mentally you've got to take time with godly fellowship and social as aspects and you've got to uh, physically take time to keep yourself strong physically. By the way, ladies, lest I forget this, um, your physical condition bears directly upon your ability for your brain to work. Remember, your brain is tied to the rest of your body. If you're not hydrated, your brain doesn't have enough water. I know it sounds, but I, have you ever noticed if, if, you're, if you go for a while, and especially you realize you dehydrate in the cold especially if you're outside at all. And then all of a sudden you drink a bottle of water or a glass of water and all of a sudden your thinking clears up. It all works together. Every part of your body works better. Enough sleep, folks, that helps the mind. You just regularly not have sleep, you're gonna have heart, you're gonna be thinking weird stuff. I promise you. Um, and you're gonna have some problems. 
and on I could go, but uh, taking care of your body and making sure that you are staying healthy and some form of exercise, ladies, just sharpens you so much. And if you can get some kind of something indoor, because we're a cold weather place here, but you can do part of your time with the Lord on doing exercise. You can double up and actually you're far more focused than sitting in an easy chair, uh, ready to go to sleep if you don't watch out. And uh, so uh, you can find yourself, you're on a treadmill, elliptical or something like that, or on one of those bicycles type things uh, with something where you can put your material. Uh, it can actually serve a double purpose. And, uh, but we, you really do need to get that heart rate up 20 minutes a day. It needs to go up 20 minutes a day. And um, I know I'm, I'm sounding like I'm getting off course, but I'm not. Because when we're talking about managing the mind, your mind has got to, it, it's part of your overall being. I have uh, talked to many people who've been in the hospital and they were there for an extended time. They were going through it and they said, you know, one of the most irritating things is, well, people said, well, the good thing is you, at least you got to stop and you're able to pray and study the word. He said, are you, they say, are you kidding? <laughs> uh, I just, my mind doesn't work when I don't feel good. I mean, the whole point of being in the hospital is you're recovering from something. And uh, so it all goes together. And that's why it's important where our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So keep that in mind. Now, you need to make a determination to have mental growth. As I said, sharpening the saw is mental uh, is one of the four areas. So you need to be uh, having some goals that will that'll be definite. We talk about all your different roles in your life and setting goals for those. Well, you need a role for your own life in your own mental development. If you don't set a goal, you won't do it. You know, if you, if you don't aim at anything, you're not going to hit anything. I mean, it's so simple, but and that needs to probably be accountable to somebody else. So it's something that's very real to you. And it'll, it'll, and also you need to decide what am I, where am I going? What, where do I want to be? What do I want to learn? You know, God may put on your heart to memorize a X amount of scripture. That's a great goal. Or to read through a couple of books or to take a course or to, um, uh, to be learning some, uh, some new things, such as uh, I've seen folks that haven't been involved with our deaf ministry all of a sudden decide to learn sign language. That's very helpful, right, Irene? Uh, they would love for that to happen. Um, or uh, learn another language. Uh, we need to learn Spanish. We've got a wonderful, uh, uh, we have a wonderful uh, Spanish uh, population about a third of Milwaukee. So we need to learn Spanish and we're thankful for the wonderful group. We had another dear Hispanic uh, person saved Sunday morning from Ecuador, praise the Lord. And uh, so it's just wonderful to see the Lord work. Goals will give you energy. There's a pressing on, it'll give you direction. Uh, it's measurable. You can uh, look at, are, are you doing what you uh, have laid out to do? And it will give you a dream for your life. In other words, this is really what I could be if I will work at it by the grace of God. It's got to be God-led. You've got to pray about it. But honestly, there are so many things we could do if we would. So I'm just sort of throwing this out generally. But you know, you will manage your home much better if you're progressing. But if you're existing, uh, everything is hard. 
But if you're excited about learning something, maybe you played the piano when you were younger and haven't done it for a while, but you, and you have a piano or you can get one, uh, just, I tell you, I dare you to take piano lessons. Did you know the piano makes you work every part of your brain? That's why piano, I, I say, you know, obviously we have a lot of strings around here, but I would say the number one instrument every child must have is piano because anybody that becomes a decent pianist usually does very well in reasoning and in academic areas. But it, it works for us as we're older. Or maybe you had a, you've had an interest in an instrument. Yes, you may not become like younger kids that have that kind of a start, but you know, it's just the enjoyment of doing it and mastering it. So it's a lot of things. I'm just throwing out all kinds of things uh, that you can learn, and, uh, but you need goals. And one of those has got to be, uh, I know I say this a lot, you got to read, you got to read, you got to read. Reading is not just listening to something. Reading is not just viewing something. Reading is reading. You remember what a book is? It's that thing with two covers and a bunch of pages in it. Okay, well, you got many of you got books in front of you. All right, so we know what books are. All right, well, I think we need to, I, I still like, don't you like that book in hand, you know? I've got myself my iPad right here, you know, but it's just no substitute for a book. I just much rather have the book and, uh, and read it, but th the point isn't that. The point is you need to be learning all the time. Now, as I've said before, be very discerning what you read because many of you ladies are very busy. So if you're going to spend a half hour, several days a week reading, that's going to be the only thing you're reading and that's going to have impact on you. And um, books ought to just open up new vistas of thinking. It ought to uh, challenge you. Uh, I've just, I just uh, been reading a book on all the philosophers of the 1800s and 1900s and uh, 2000s that have led to the mess we're in today. And a uh, very depressing book, I mean, as far as that's concerned. But boy, does it open up stuff. You hear it come out every so often. I'm hitting at a few things. Uh, and I, one of these days, I have got to, and very carefully, do a message uh, on how we got here. And, um, and there are names and philosophies and things that we don't see the danger in that have just under, fully uh, undermined our Christian values and faith. Our country is really in trouble with those things. But see, that's helping me. In other words, I'm, trying, I'm going out of, I try to learn other things. I love to go on trips where I'm gonna learn something I never would learn unless I was there learning about it, just forcing myself to uh, grow in that area. I know it's expensive and we don't have any room on this Bible Lands tour, but if you can save up for a Bible Lands tour and then study geography and history of Israel and then go on the tour, wow. You know, that's worth, that is really worth the money to do that if you can do it. People, uh, it just expands. I, on and on I could go. Are you finally going this time? Oh my, we finally did it, huh? All right, good. <clears throat> but, uh, uh, that will be uh, that will be helpful. I'm just giving you different ideas now if you have a professional skill Many of you ladies aren't right now working in a direct profession, but some of you are but whatever you're doing advance If you're a teacher become much better teacher and learn your subject much better Don't just rest on what you've done in the past if you have skills in other areas be thinking of what 
kind of a course or what kind of a book or what can I take to keep myself advancing and doing a better job. So those are just some, some ideas about keeping your mind going. But this is really important. I uh, mentioned how that on the eve of my uh, getting married, um, my dad, one of the things he said is, uh, keep your wife right up with you, because you're learning all the time. As a pastor, you're studying, studying, you're traveling, you're going, you're having to keep up with events. I mean, you are constantly interacting. Well, make sure that she is right there learning and growing with you. That was great advice, great advice. And, uh, and so uh, that's what I think for you ladies, that's very important. And then another important area is whatever you do, prepare it well. Now, obviously, you got your homemaking. You can apply it to some of those things, but let's say you teach a Sunday school class or you have a Bible study or you are in a discipleship with someone uh, or you have family altar just with your children and you're part of that or uh, you've got the special teaching times for your children um, and uh, or you have um, other just opportunities that take some preparation. One of the things that I have found that is so important is keep sharp on preparing. Again, don't rest on past work. Do everything you can to move forward in excellence in what you do. That's one of the things that um, I have uh, had to uh, just continue to work on is just, you know, uh, keep moving forward. I note now men of, in my bracket of age and experience I can just sense many of them aren't in that forward move, and you can just tell it. I'm so thankful, frankly, to have a college here. Who does that keep me on my toes? Um, I have to. I am so. I really am thankful. I, I you just can't fake it. I mean, you gotta. You have got to stay ahead of the young people and what's going on and so forth. So, uh, so I know from a man's standpoint how important that is. Now, here's a very important thing. I've talked about using your mind, learning, growing developing, share it all. That's the point. Remember, we're, we take in to give. And remember, you will remember 10% of what you hear verbally. That's really discouraging. You'll remember 10%, except you've got a book that maybe you'll help you remember. But I know 5 to 10% is at the most what people remember from my messages. So that's why I like to throw up pictures or whatever, try to help, because if you can visualize it, it'll go up maybe another 10%. And if there's audience participation, it'll go up a little bit more. But did you know that when you learn something and then share it quickly and thoroughly, you, you will retain for a lifetime 60%. You know, that's why pastors have such a blessing. Having to give it helps us keep it. And uh, I just love that, that privilege. I mean, it just is amazing uh, how that works. But you know, you've got, share with your people that are close to you. And, and honestly, you've got children of different ages in your home, share everything you're learning. Say, oh, they don't fully understand it. Listen, they understand more than what they say. You know, that's just the way it works. They really, and they'll, I remember my dad went over the different dynasties of, the, of Egyptology and, you know, and uh, I'm sure my mother thought, of course, my mother was brilliant, so that was really nice that she was challenging, but I'm sure she looked a little cross-eyed. Why are you talking to this eight-year-old about 
the different dynasties in Egypt. But you know, I remember those things. And it really helped me when I got to college. And I have always had a fascination for Egypt. My dad was a, actually, it was a, he was an expert in that area. So that was just very helpful to get the different time frame. And what the biblical time frame is versus the liberal time frame, where the Bible fits in and all that kind of thing. So share, share, share. Every experience should become your children's experience. Every experience should become your husband's experience. Every experience, you know, as you're learning and growing, ought to be your friend's experience. It ought to be those that you're working with, all the things that are worthy. Um, you know, just share and you will learn. Your mind will get sharper. By the way, how sharp you're going to be in your 70s is determined by what you do in your 40s. And, no, I'm sorry, many, all of you that are in your 70s, uh, you can keep rowing, okay? So I don't want to, uh, uh, <clears throat> I, sh I should have been careful saying that. But all of you in your 70s know what I'm talking about. That, oh, I wish I had learned that more. I wish I had pushed myself more. But you can. You can form the different pathways in your brain. It's proven. It's amazing. And I always admire these 90-year-olds that get PhDs or master's degrees, you know. And, and um, in fact, you know, um, uh, you take um, Michelangelo was in his 90s when he did the Sistine Chapel on the roof. Uh, let me see who else uh, was mentioned here. Um, uh, Wesley, of course, uh, was really frustrated at age 83 that he could only uh, go t 15 hours a day and he couldn't preach more than twice a day at 83 and he was really bummed out, you know. Uh, Strauss still was uh, composing serious music after his 80th birthday. In fact, let me just encourage you, since I got on the age thing, they say the best decade and most productive of your life is 60 to 70. The se second is 70 to 80. The third is 50 to 60. That's new because of the health of our day. Uh, but the, so, uh, can all of you hear me say that? Okay, I'm, I'm looking for production now. This is, uh, we're talking about people at their zenith here. So uh, uh, let's, uh, this retirement mentality, let's, uh, we may be retired, but don't be retired in your mind, okay? You may be tired, but let's don't get retired. All right. Um, and uh, another thing is uh, variety in your life. Uh, that's, that's important to, um, routine is important. Good schedule's important, but in the midst of that, variety is important. And different things to learn, different things to do, um, uh, things to look forward to that you plan on a weekly basis that are out of the ordinary. All of those things are stimulating and helpful. Um, and you know, you can listen to things. There's a lot of things you can do just right along the way to keep, uh, keep your mind going, and uh, that is very uh, helpful. Now, a couple more things, and I'll be done here. Review. Review. Um, when you learn something, you want to keep it. Try to categorize it. Today, with the simple technology we have, you can put it in a place that's easily retrievable now rather than a bunch of file boxes and stuff. You can actually look things up. But review what you've learned. You know, I can tell there are folks in our church that seriously take notes on a message 
and then they review it and they'll come back and they'll ask me about different aspects of it and they've re-listened, they listen to the message again. What are they doing? They're trying to keep it. They're trying to, the truth that stirred them, they, didn't, they don't want to lose. Reviewing scriptures that you're memorizing. Reviewing how God dealt with you on Monday when you're at Friday, remembering how, what he spoke to you about in your uh, time with the Lord. Review that. Uh, don't just lose those moments. Those are special moments when God uh, touches your heart and truth comes alive. Uh, so reviewing is very important. And I think journaling really is important. That's one of the keys to reason to journal, just so that you can review. And it's good to keep a journal with you so that if you're in a message, a Bible study, uh, in other words, just keep it all right there day by day and how you, however you work your journal, that way you can easily go back and um, then you can actually even photograph some of those things, put it on and uh, keep it in a simple way on your uh, iPad or whatever. And uh, that really does, uh, is, is helpful. Uh, and then finally, uh, be selective. Uh, guard your heart and minds. There's a lot of stuff we don't need in our minds. There's a lot of stuff we don't need to hear, we don't need to see, we don't need to do. And there's a lot of things we could hear, see, and do if we got rid of the things that are not necessary. And every person in this room has a coping mechanism. Something you default to when you're sort of, uh, is that default mechanism profitable? Or is it usually just sort of a, uh, you know, mindless kind of thing. Try to get things that you do need breaks. You do need times to think, recalibrate, but have good things at hand. That good book you needed to read, maybe that's the time to read it right then. And uh, you got a few minutes, um, don't waste that time. Yeah, just be for refreshing things that you can think about or just reflect on with the Lord. In fact, even pray about some of those times in the morning. But uh, be selective, and you only have so much time, so don't waste it on stuff that isn't profitable. And I'm telling you, if Christians would get rid of the intrusion of Satan into their homes through technology and instead replace it by the Spirit of God controlling everything we do so that our time is always edifying, we'd be different people, and we'd be a whole lot sharper. I promise you that. The dullness. I don't notice... And I hope it's not anybody that knows somebody here, but I noticed in the um, uh, couple of the uh, well, our productions this last week, uh, kids coming in with, with headphones on, dull in their eyes, and in about 20 minutes, the parents had to take them out and didn't return. And, and I would say, if you were at the program, it sort of kept your attention. I mean, for kids, wouldn't you think that's sort of pretty visually, uh, not just sitting listening to a concert, wouldn't you agree with me on that? And yet, they were so dulled that they couldn't even sit long enough to do that. And I'm thinking, and I see that on the airplane all the time when I travel, I think, oh my, uh, if, if this thing, they just put it in front of the kid, uh, trying to, to keep them going. So. Um, that's happening to kids, but it's happening to adults. There's a dull look as you walk down the street or in the shopping center. 
And we need to have the life of God. So good stuff that she's given. I appreciate very practical, down to earth, but I trust that'll be a help and you all can get some good ideas together here today.